0: Welcome to another exciting word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right. Let's open up the word. Um, tonight we're going to be... Uh, do part two of our church on the rock cotr family bible study series and uh, we are talking about abraham isaac and jacob and tonight we're going to do part two on isaac okay and i'm hoping that we can get through this in just a few moments so that uh, we can uh, stick on schedule and you can know what isaac who isaac was and how isaac contributes to our life and to who we are and, and uh, how God sees us today. We're going to be coming first from the book of Jeremiah chapter 33. In Jeremiah chapter 33 I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And uh, uh, as I said last week many times people don't realize how important Abraham, Isaac and Jacob are to the New Testament uh experience because many times we as gentiles we kind of relegate abraham isaac and jacob and everything in the old testament to jews but we we established last wednesday in part one that we don't get born again without abraham because the promise that we would be born again was given to abraham and to his seed and it's important to realize that, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, Galatians 3 says in verse 13, so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles by faith. Christ redeemed us so that we could come under the covenant that he promised Abraham. Now, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are very important Factors, patriarchs, not only for the Jews but also for the Gentiles who were born again by faith in Jesus Christ. In Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 23 begins, The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Have you noticed what people are saying? And this is what people are saying. The Lord chose Judah and Israel and then abandoned them. They are sneering and saying that Israel is not worthy to be counted as a nation. But this is what the Lord says. You know, other people are saying that the Lord said this, but this is really what the Lord says. The Lord says, I would no more reject my people than I would change my laws that govern night and day, earth and sky. Now God's making a very definitive and a very definite statement here. He says, I would no more reject my people than I would change the laws of the rotation of the uh, and 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 the orbit of the earth around the sun. I would no more do that than completely destroy every and and make, make make the universe chaotic. Verse 26, I will never abandon the descendants of Jacob or David, my servant, or change the plan that David's descendants will rule the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Instead, God says... I will restore them to their land and have mercy on them now this happened during a period of captivity during a very difficult period Jeremiah was seeing and everyone else was seeing all of the horrible things and the difficult times that the nation was going through and all of the problems the nation had which they by the way brought upon themselves and because they had gone into captivity and had looked like they had ceased to become a nation, then people began to say the Lord has abandoned them because they have sinned, because they have forsaken him. But he has abandoned them and he has rejected them. And God said, that's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you that I would no more reject my people than I would change the laws that govern the night and the day and the earth and the sky. I will never abandon my children children i will never abandon my descendants you see the seed of abraham through his son isaac will never be rejected never be abandoned no matter what anyone says regardless of what it might look like to you or to anyone else god will not reject the descendants of isaac any more than he would change the laws that govern the universe God's covenant blessings belong to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not because they are perfect. Not because they deserve it. Not because they please him all of the time. But it's because God is perfect. The blessings of Abraham belong to us. Not because we are perfect, but because he is perfect. Not because we are right, but because he is right. Not because of what we do, but because of what he did. This prophecy describes the grace of God. How that by God's choice. As for me, he said, I will bless you. I will establish my covenant with you. I will save all who call upon my name. As for me, because I am Almighty God, I do not repent of what I say. If I said it, I'll do it. If I've spoken it, I will make it good. My covenant, I will not break, nor will I alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. As for me, I have chosen Abraham and the seed of abraham and his seed i will save they are my people i'll never abandon them well because of this you know deuteronomy 7 look if you would in deuteronomy chapter 7 again the new living translation let's continue to establish this thought with verse 6 for you are a holy people who belong to the lord your god of all the people on the earth The Lord, your God, has chosen you to be his own special treasure. The Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other nations, for you were the smallest of all. Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you. And he was keeping the oath that he swore unto your ancestors. Talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see, God promised Abraham something, And it passed down to Isaac and to Jacob, the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God said, I have chosen you. I have set my love upon you. Not because you were good, not because you were perfect, not because you were bigger, not because you were stronger, but because it is simply because I love you. Wow, that is hard to understand. But he said, I chose you. That's what Jesus would later say. Some 2,000 years later, Jesus would confirm that covenant by saying, You did not choose me, but I chose you. He's chosen. He's chosen you. He loves you. Since we know that God is love, and since we know that God is so committed to the descendants of Abraham and, and, and his son Isaac, it might be beneficial to know who the Bible says the descendants of Abraham are through Isaac, the promised son. Who are these descendants? Who are they? Well, Romans, the ninth chapter, verse 7 says, being descendants of Abraham, now this is the New Testament, being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. It's talking about the natural offspring. It's literally talking about the Jew. Literally, the natural seed of Abraham, born of that nation, does not make them truly Abraham's children. Well, if they're not truly Abraham's children, then who are the true children of Abraham? The Apostle Paul is writing here, For the Scriptures say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted, Through though Abraham had other children too. There's a line through Isaac Abraham and Isaac and it was in Isaac in the promised son that the seed of Abraham would continue and that seed is chosen by God to be blessed he says Galatians 3 verse 29 says and now that you belong to Christ you are the true children of Abraham who are the true children of Abraham he said let me tell you who the true children of Abraham those are the true children of Abraham that come through the promised son Isaac Through the son Isaac. And of course, we know that Abraham in the Old Testament represents God the Father, and Isaac represents Jesus the Son, the only begotten of the Father, the Son of promise. And here in Galatians, the Bible says, If you belong to Christ, if you have given your life to Christ, that's how you belong to Christ. How can you belong to Christ? You give yourself to Him. Maybe you have never given yourself to him. If you have not given yourself to him, then perhaps you belong to this world. Perhaps you are of your father, the devil. Perhaps you have a sin nature instead of a righteousness nature. It's all dependent on who you belong to, and you get to make that choice. He chooses you, but you get to say yes or no. That's what he's saying. And if you belong to Christ... Then you are the true children of Abraham, and you are his heirs. Heirs? And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Now how much more plain could this be? That you are the true children. Those who belong to Christ are the true children of Abraham, and the promise of Abraham and the covenant of Abraham belongs to those who have been born again through jesus christ it could not be more plain galatians the fourth chapter verse 28 and you dear brothers and sisters are the children of the promise just like isaac you become the child promised to abraham You become a son, a daughter of promise, a child of Abraham, the true children of Abraham. You become a a son of the promise, an heir of of, of Abraham, just like Isaac. Wow. Now, uh, you know, there are three fundamental principles that the heir to the promise of Abraham three fundamental principles that we can glean from Isaac's life three fundamental principles that Isaac teaches us if you belong to Christ you are an heir of God you're an heir of Abraham just like uh, Isaac and and what we need to look at is how you know because we can see in the Old Testament how this unfolds naturally so that we can actually see it happening in the New Testament he's he's speaking about how it happened spiritually almost behind the scenes i mean i cannot see myself born again i can't see it with my personal uh, visual eyes but i can see the children of israel coming out of egypt I cannot see what happened whenever I got water baptized. I can't see it with my natural eyes, but I can look back to them crossing the Red Sea and see how God destroyed their enemies and drowned all the enemies of their past. I can understand what happens by looking at what happens there. I cannot see you know, uh, uh, the, the Holy Spirit following me, but I can look back and see the children of God walking through the wilderness with a cloud over them protecting them that became a pillar of fire by night that. Warned them and protected them from their enemies and led led them and guided them in the wilderness. I I can see that with my eyes in the Old Testament and and I'm told that that very same thing is happening to me spiritually, that I have been born again, I've been delivered from this world, I've been set free from bondage to Pharaoh, I have been water baptized and my enemies are no longer pursuing me and I I, I, am covered by the Holy Spirit and I've been given the word of God and I've been filled with the Holy Spirit and, and I'm going into a promised land. I can, I can see that. But, but, but it's happening to me without, my, without me being able to visibly see it. The same thing is happening here. So looking back into Isaac's life, I can see a visible dynamic in his life. I can see what he did Visibly, I can, I, I can see it happening naturally and understand what should be happening spiritually in my life. I can take it out of its natural understanding and say this is what I need to do in order for a spiritual reality to become my experience. Even though I may not have a natural experience like that. you know I know you understand that. That's the way it works. So, let me give you three fundamental principles really, really quick that I see in Isaac's life. Number one, Isaac respected the leader that God gave him. This is one of the top three things I see in Isaac's life is that Isaac respected the leader God gave him, i.e. his daddy, his father. When Isaac was about... 33 to 35 years old, this is my best estimation. God spoke to his father Abraham and said, "'Sacrifice your son.'" Abraham was 100 years older than him. So Abraham was about 133, 135. And he said, Isaac, come on, buddy. And they walked three days, and they ended up walking up on Mount Moriah, right there where Jerusalem is, and walked up to the high part of that, right where Golgotha, Mount Calvary is, right where Jesus would be crucified uh, some 2,000 years later. And and Isaac was carrying the wood, and Isaac, you know, just like Jesus carried the cross, uh, you know, to Calvary. All the picture is right there okay and and uh, uh abraham uh, uh, when they got to the top of that mountain well, well basically while they were going up there in genesis 22 isaac verse 7 says genesis 22 verse 7 isaac turned to abraham and said father uh, yes my son abraham replied uh, father we have the fire we have the wood the boy said but where is the sheep for the burnt offering verse 8 Abraham replied, God will provide a sheep for a burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar, arranged the wood on it, and then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Oh, hold on a second. I think I'm 35 years old, and that old man's 135. Yeah, he told me that God would provide a lamb for a, for a ram, for a sacrifice, and now he's got me to get up here, and now he's tying me up, <laughs> he gonna lay me down, and gonna stick that knife in me. Verse 10 And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. You see, God spoke to Abraham. God didn't speak to Isaac. God spoke to Abraham. Abraham spoke to Isaac. Isaac is a picture of saying, Yes, father. Isaac is a picture of Jesus saying to his father, Yes. I will. Isaac is a picture of us saying to those that God puts in our life as leaders, yes. It's one of the principles I have embraced from Isaac's life. If I want to be a son of promise, if I want to be heir of of, of God through Abraham, I need to also embrace the reality that God will put people in my life. You know, uh, Abraham trusted God. Isaac had to trust Abraham. Wow. Wow. You see, sometimes faith requires we trust God in others. And that's a lesson we need to learn. Now, that may not work 100% of the time because there are some wicked people in this earth. And you may, at at times, end up having to say no to someone. But that's not 99% of your experience. Your experience should fall under the umbrella of I'm submitted to the leaders that God gave me, to my parents. Children, obey your parents. This is uh, uh, Trust them. He's... here, Isaac is trusting God in others. We have to trust God in others. Faith will require that. Uh, a second thing, a second dynamic principle is, uh, is uh, number two, trust God in your current circumstances. You know, in, in chapter 26 of Genesis, the Bible says, "...a severe famine now struck the land." And the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Verse 3, Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. Verse 12 says, When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. What happened? Well, uh, you know, he trusted God in his circumstance he was in the land of famine and he could have just moved someplace else but instead of that God said stay there he trusted God in the middle of his famine Isaac sowed in the land of famine and God returned to him a hundred times what he sowed even in the land of famine sometimes we have to make sure that we are trusting God more than we're afraid of our circumstances that God is bigger than our circumstances a third thing and I'll be closing with this Uh, a third thing that Isaac teaches me that I want to do number one is I want to follow the leaders God gives me I want to trust God in others You know, a second thing is, is I want to make sure that I trust God in my circumstances my current circumstances, whatever they are I'll trust God in my circumstance and I will sow in the land of famine I will continue, even when I don't have much I will continue to sow in the land of famine and a third thing is that I'm going to share my faith with my family Share your faith with your family. This is what I learned from Isaac. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, our faith chapter says in verse 20 "It it, it was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Isaac promised his sons that God was going to bless them. Isaac promised his sons that God is going to bless you in your future he did it by faith here Isaac prophesied over his own children this is what I want to do It's what I want to be I want to promise my, my children and my grandchildren, I want to tell them, I want to share my faith with my family. I want to share with them and have faith that God is going to bless my children. God's going to bless my grandchildren. God is going to bless you and by faith. I'm, I'm, I'm going to promise you that God's, I'm going to promise you God's going to bless you. I'm doing it by faith. It's a part of my responsibility if I am going to be like Isaac. Thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing, both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.